It's the end of the world, and my newest transferable skill is spitting into a tube. I'm Emma Crabb, and this is Testing Positive, the Cornhusker Crisis. On January 11th, the University of Nebraska-Lincoln announced mandatory re-entry testing for everyone returning to campus for the spring semester. However, this wouldn't be the stick-up-your-nose, literal tears-streaming-down-your-face kind of testing. Back in December, the university announced it would switch to saliva-based testing, a less invasive process that actually also processed tests faster. As a requirement, saliva re-entry testing was something that I had to do, along with the rest of the university. But Rachel Orth, a saliva collector, was on the front lines. This episode, Rachel and I talk about spit collecting, semantics, student athletes, and much more. Welcome to Testing Positive, a new podcast. I'm Emma Crabb, and today we are talking about spit collection, or spit collectors, or one of them. I'm joined by Rachel Orth, who worked on the COVID saliva testing. Rachel, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Rachel. Um, I'm a biological sciences major with a pre-optometry track. Um, And yeah, I've worked at the spit collecting place for like a month-ish now. So I like to think I'm pretty versed in it. (laughs) So like, what is your official title? Is it like the spit collector or do you have like a more sophisticated name like what are you going to put on your resume um i think the technical position that i applied for was called saliva collections or something like that but it's much more entertaining to tell people that i'm a spit collector and then i usually have to repeat myself because they don't know what that is and then i have to explain what that is so it's a great conversation starter if you just use spit collector right i've noticed like uh, people I know from other colleges, like I say, like, oh, I'm interviewing, like, spit collectors, and they're like, what? No one else knows what it is. I think it's just a UNL thing. Yeah, it's a little it's a little piece of UNL culture at exactly. this point. Okay, so how did you get this job? How did you become, you know, the notorious spit collector that you are? Well, um, I am pre-health, like I mentioned, and so they send us, like, periodical emails every week, so I got one over the break that Um, Well, actually, it started a little bit earlier than that because I wanted to work at, like, the nasopharyngeal, like, test Nebraska, so, like, where they shove it up your nose. Um, I wanted to work there um, to start out because I figured it would not be, like, I'd just be checking people and it wouldn't be that hard. Um, But then the job, like, the positions kept filling up as soon as I, like, wanted to apply for them. Um, So then the supervisor said, oh, well, I'll get back in touch with you if there's a job opening. So then I got an email from her, and it was also in the pre-health email that they were doing saliva collections. And I was like, okay, it seems like not very high stakes. You just kind of sit there and put people's spit in a rack and call it a day. So I had to um, make my first ever, like, full-on resume um, so I could, you know, hold people's spit in my hand and then, you know, scan barcodes. Nice. Okay, so for people who might not be super familiar with how the saliva testing procedure goes about, would you kind of explain yeah. that a little more? Yeah. Um, so basically what you do is you've got, you've got your app, um, the Safer Communities app, 
uh, and that holds like your you know pass to get into buildings. Um, but also in that same sort of um, area of the app, you can also pull up a QR code. So when you check into the little the little pod, which are basically these like shed like looking things dispersed all around campus, um, you you show up, you pull up your app, you show the QR code to people. We scan it in with an iPad. We give you the little vial, and the vial's got a barcode on it so that we can, you know, make your appointment. And also, when it gets to the lab, they can, like, scan it in and know whose spit it is. Um, so, basically, that's all that the workers are responsible for doing is just scanning QR codes, making sure the actual person is, you know, the person giving the spit, and then scanning the barcode back in at the end to show that they have successfully collected a sample. I know that I've personally ran into the issue where my sample just keeps getting rejected. Have you ever, like, rejected someone's sample a strange amount of times? Usually people, like, especially athletes, will show up and their spit will be, like, pure red or pure blue. Like, they've obviously drank Gatorade in the last hour. Um, And then we have to say, like, this isn't good like you have to do it again and they most of the time don't understand what they've done wrong but when your spit is you know blue I'm not really sure what they expected to come of that but um yeah like basically and some people I'm sure just like hawk a loogie into their into their vial and then it just looks really we're not okay we're not technically allowed to say it looks chunky but the way it was described to us during training was it cannot have chunks in it of mucus. So you're not only spit collecting, you're like spit, spit examining. Ab- exactly, exactly. And the amount of times I've had, like, I've complimented people on the clarity of their spit is concerning. And some people will fill it up, like, really fast. And for some reason, that's just, like, really impressive to me. Like, they'll just walk around the pod, and they'll already have it filled. And that's impressive. That is impressive. As someone who's had to do... Oh, yeah. I've had to do, like, three mandatory ones, and I, I'm i the kind of person who will just stand out there for, like, 15 minutes. It's, like, negative degrees out. I'm dying, but I cannot fill my tube with spit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you mentioned, like, the training. So mm-hmm. what what does spit training consist of? Okay, so... um. Like, we were supposed to do a Zoom training and an in-person training. I did not do the in-person training for the most part. But the Zoom training consisted of pretty much just a run-through of whatever's on the COVID website. And, like, every all, all the information about the saliva collections and all that as well. So That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so you said you're pre-health. I've talked to quite a few, maybe three other people um, about this, this kind of thing. And they were all also pre-health. Yeah, so, um, yeah, if I go to a shift and there is not at least one pre-med person working as well, I don't know where I am. Because I'm pretty sure we're all pre-health, and I think it stems from, you know, getting that email from the, you know, pre-health people that informed us about the job. I don't think it was, like, a widely known, like, widely broadcasted job other than just, like, the pre-health emails. So, yeah, pretty much in the typical, like, where are you from? What's your major? Pre-health is always included it, it's like a learning community, basically. Almost. But with spit. It's such a weird connection that we have, but it, it exists. 
you know, speaking of spit collecting, I would, you know, like to move forward with a fun anecdote that you've told me about mm-hmm. that you have collected Adrian Martinez's spit. Will you please tell us about that? That was the day of days. I, you know, fate had it in the stars for me. It was at East Stadium Loop. Um, makes sense, because they were probably just, like, vibing at the stadium or something, whatever the football players do in their free time. I really don't know. But, um, yeah, uh, so I was doing checkout, and the the girl who was doing check-in came through. So on the East Stadium, it's kind of funny, because, like, you have one side of the pod that's, like, check-in and one side of it that's check-out, and it's separated by a wall. So there's just, like, a little window that the we can communicate through. So the girl, like, comes and shoves the window open, and she's just like, guys, Adrian Martinez is here. And, like, I thought, like, of anything, he would be walking up. Like, he would be driving. Like, why would he want to walk up? It's so cold. Like, he needs to, like, preserve himself for his craft, you know? And no, he walked up and I was so shook because I was sitting there at the walk-up checkout and I was like, this is so surreal right now. So I we uh, sat there like in wait. There was um, one, the other guy who was doing outdoor checkout was just like, he was just as shook as I was. The other girl didn't even know who he was. Um, so I guess if you don't know, he's the quarterback of the football team. So there's that. Um, she didn't know who he was, so it wasn't as exciting for her. But me and this other dude, we were stoked. We were like, oh, we were so excited. So I was just like, I opened, like it was so cold that day. So I kept my window like pretty much closed because it was really hard to like open and close. I don't know why. I shoved my window all the way open. I'm like, I'm not getting one bit of like my view blocked. I have to savor this moment. And so I waited and it happened eventually. He walked up and like, you know, a person walks. It wasn't anything like special, but I was still shook. Um, And then he handed me his spit. It was an average sample. Okay, like he filled it up an average amount. It was fine. I was like, okay, scanned it. And now comes the process where I have to ask for a name to make sure that it is the right person that I just scanned in. So it tells like the name, like it pops up with like, oh, this is the name of the person. This is the like appointment time or whatever. And so, you know, I could fully see that it said Adrian Martinez on the app or on my iPad. And I still had to look up at him straight faced and be like, can I get a first name, please? And he was like, Adrian. And I was like, okay, you're good to go. And it took like maybe, I don't know, 20 seconds, but it was one of the most substantial 20 seconds of my life. Moving on, you have another kind of interesting story to relate to us um, that you you have called the dry mouth lady. Would you like yes. to chronicle that? Oh, man, where to begin? Um, so it was a normal day. I think it was Sunday. I was at East Campus. I'm at East Campus a concerning amount of times, given that I don't live there. But that's the luck of the draw for you. Um, and so this lady begins, and she's an older woman probably 60s that's my guess she's walking towards the the check-in window 
And it's still 20 minutes before we're open. So we're, like, not ready. So I try to, I, like, intercept her before she gets to the window. And I'm like, hi, are you here to get tested? She's like, yeah. And she starts going into this this whole, like, spiel about how she's, she had to try, or she tried yesterday and she didn't get a sample and they told her it wasn't good. But she has dry mouth. So, like, it it's really hard for her and I'm like okay yeah I totally understand that um just make sure you're really hydrated um make sure you're drinking water and stuff and she's like so you're gonna tell me that I can't teach if I don't give this sample and I'm like huh like I was just like please I don't want to have this conversation with you um and she was like so you're telling me that I can't like go to any buildings or I can't teach if I don't have this test and I'm like well, I can't tell you what you can and can't do, but if you have a problem, you need to go to, like, the exemption and try to, like, get an exempt form filled out if you are medically unable to give us the test. So, uh, I think she was wrestling with that. But little did we know, this was not the last we'd see of Dry Mouth Lady. I was not personally there to do this, but I heard from the other people on the shift. She had come back multiple times. Um, she had come back once and she said, I accidentally got cookie in my vial, which you're not supposed to eat anything for like, you know, half an hour. But she had cookie for some godforsaken reason in her vial. So they're like, okay, that's fine. Gave her another vial. Um, she comes back a little while later and she says, I accidentally got water in my vial. And I was just like, I'm trying to like picture how she, cause the vial is tiny. Oh yeah, they're not, they're maybe what, like oh, yeah, two yeah. or three inches yeah, maybe? Yeah, they're tiny. Yeah, they're not, they're not I'm large. I'm trying to think of how like, did she put water into her mouth, like swish it around and then spit water directly into like, I don't know how she did it. And I'm not sure I want to know. But she comes back and she says she's got water in the vial. So they're like, okay, that's fine. They give her a new one. Um, she comes back a third time and says, um, is this enough? And holds up the vial. It is maybe not even half full. And they're like, no, we're actually going to need you to like fill it up, you know, to the black line, which is, you know, why it's there. And then I think eventually she got it done. But, like, the process, the journey, was so unnecessary. I don't know. That's probably, like, the toughest person I've had to deal with. Okay, okay. So would you say that, like, working as a spit collector is now, like, the new working in, like, the fast food business where people are just, like, have you had, like, people are rude to you? Um, there have been a couple people that have been rude, not necessarily to me, uh, like, aside from Dry Mouth Lady, there's been multiple occurrences of people just, like, getting frustrated and, like, being terse with the, the workers, but, I mean, for the most part, I think everyone's just come to the understanding that, like, it's gross, it's not very, like, comfortable, or, like, I don't know, something you could really look forward to doing ever so I think we just come with the mutual understanding of like we're just gonna do our best to get through it and get it over with and I think that helps 
I think that's a that's a great motto to put forth with like the entire COVID pandemic. Oh yeah. You know, because like no one enjoys what's happening. Like the whole thing with mask wearing, like mm-hmm. no one enjoys wearing a mask. Like there is no real time non-pandemic advantage to wearing a mask besides like I haven't gotten a cold. So, obviously, you know, UNL has had their three rounds of mandatory saliva testing where everyone and all staff had to get, you know, their statuses approved. And then we have switched to random testing. Um, So what was that switch like for you? Um, I mean, the news came out about it on, like, last Monday. So it's been a week. And we still haven't gotten, like, an official, like, you guys don't have jobs anymore statement. I feel like it may be coming, um, but I was not scheduled to work at all last week, and um, I know a couple other people were in the same boat, um, and I only, like, I worked 17 and a half hours the last week that I worked, and this week I work two and a half hours, so it's definitely been, like, a pretty night and day, like, the hours were already a little like wishy-washy sometimes I'd work four hours a week other times I'd work 12 hours a week other times I'd work six other times I'd work 11 it never really like evened out it didn't really have time to um but I think now it's like since we're not you know obviously doing campus-wide testing I don't think that they'll keep all of us on I don't think it would be logical to do that um I mean I would be fine just working a shift here and there you know, it's a little bit of money, uh, and I don't have a whole lot of time, you know. All of us, all of us STEM majors are, like, collectively screaming, I guess, at this point in the semester. Um, so, like, we're all always doing homework in the pod, so I'm not necessarily angry that it's over. It was a very interesting experience while it lasted, and I'm ready to, like, not work as many shifts now, and I think it'll be the same for a lot of other people as well. Okay. So what do you think is next for COVID testing? I honestly think they'll probably close down most of the pods um, and just leave it to, like, the few central locations um, and keep those ones open for, you know, voluntary or the random testing or the symptomatic testing, Um, even though you're not supposed to get a symptomatic test at Saliva Place. I feel like some people would still do that. Um, If you're listening to this, don't. Go to the Test Nebraska site. If you're, like, dying, please do not come spit in a tube. We do not want it. Thank you. <laughs> that is my piece. <laughs> well, with that important PSA, um, I think we're going to wrap up for the day. So I'm Emma Crab with Rachel Orth. Um, this was Testing Positive, the Cornhusker Crisis. Stay tuned and remember to stay safe. It's a crazy world out there.